We have arrived at the era of synergistic mergers, the promise of a coming metaverse, and a host of new platforms that empower digital creatives. However, if you want your law firm to be on top of these trends, you must first join the conversation. I'm Lee Levy, co-founder of Nonato Media and author of Beyond Sehable Español, How Lawyers Win the Hispanic Market. And this is In Camera Podcast. And this week, we are recording live from South by Southwest. Welcome to Income, our podcast, Private Legal Marketing Conversations. Grace, it's nice to see you. Same here, Liel. It's really, really exciting, Grace, because I've uh, texted with you yesterday, and we have to have the we have to have the start of the episode be the update to the saga of the Performance Max campaign for the pest control company in South Florida. What's happening? What's the latest? Okay, so. I think it would, I mean, it's what you said, right? Reach out to them and then it might get magically fixed. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I got no information. All I got was a automatic notification that they were going to look into it and then contact me. All of a sudden I go in the next day and it's fixed. Nothing. And that's, and that's the, le that's the le lesson to be learned here, Grace. It, it really, it's a great reminder when it comes down to, to Google, just unexpected things happen, right? And it's just not necessarily your fault. You did not have any errors in your campaign itself. It just had to, you had to um, flag an issue to them and potentially they saw it, resolved it. And just one day all from the sudden, everything went back to normal. And that's, uh, you know, that's as I, as I was saying, I, the, the lesson to be learned and to be kept in mind, because I think we're very quick to blame ourselves and think that we are doing things wrong. And that's, I guess, because of the nature of Google, that it's complex and big. And so you kind of like convince yourself that, yes, probably it was me, but it wasn't. And I'm glad that you were able to reassure yourself from that standpoint. So um, how's your week been, Grace? Uh, pretty good. Um, there's been some really interesting things kind of coming out. Um, actually saw a recall for benzene and some pretty well-known deodorants like Brute. Oh, wow. And, yeah. It's a pretty big deal, actually. Um, What's the issue? So benzene, um, they actually found mm -hmm. that in sunscreen and it's a cancer-causing chemical and apparently it... Skin cancer? Sort of. Wow. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's apparently in those specific brands um, and those particular uh, kinds in the brand. So it's, um, I think, I think I'm pretty sure we posted it on LinkedIn because um, we just shared the article. Um, it came out actually a couple of days ago. I want to say like at the beginning of this week, but yeah, benzene is something that's in sunscreen as well. So there's actually like a mass tort uh, starting uh, with sunscreen as well, but I was kind of surprised to find that that was in deodorant, you know, brute and sure. I want to say is another one. It's kind of interesting. The sunscreen one, actually, I don't know, Grace, if we, if you've mentioned it before or it, it was just something Not that for I, deodorant. I hadn't seen yeah, it for but deodorant. The, 
That's right. So the deodorant part is new. I think mm-hmm. sunscreen's been mentioned at some point, either here at the podcast or at one of the conferences in one of the conversations. So Grace, yeah, please keep us up to date as to what's going to happen there. And obviously, the good reminder that Master It's Made Perfect is going to be in just a few weeks from now, right? Um, yes. We're just two or three weeks away from that. So that's exciting as well. Now, Grace, talking about conferences, as, as you know, and probably some of you may already started hearing and noticing an unusual noise in the background. And that's because I'm not recording from my usual location. I'm now at South by Southwest here in Austin, Texas. And um, Grace, it's been wonderful. It's the first day, you know, just a few hours into the uh, event. And I've been able already to uh, attend some really, really wonderful presentations. And, you know, I thought there would be a lot of value to talk about the importance also to opening yourself up to other type of events and conferences that are not necessarily are about or around the legal industry. Definitely. I tell people all the time, you need to expose yourself to other industries and that includes other conferences, right? And the only way that you're going to get what you really need, which is the idea of what marketing is, how it changes, why people do what they do, is to go into other conferences that aren't just legal. I mean, there's plenty out there that is useful for really any person, you know, no matter what your your level is and no matter what type of uh, location you're in or industry. Yeah, as a matter of fact, so for those who don't know what South by Southwest is, it's kind of like a blend of several different events and conferences all into one. So it has a um, very well-known music festival where that it's primarily focused on emerging talent. It has a film festival that it's also very well-known, but it also has an interactive section of it, Grace. And that interactive section of it is super relevant for anyone who is in the space of marketing, who is in the space of advertising, who is in the space of tech, who is in the space of business. And so I think I'm, I know, well, I've been coming to this festival for a few years now, and it's just a remarkable space to get new ideas that are pretty much out of your sphere unless you're actually exposing yourself. Because, and of course, legal conferences are great because they are tailored to your needs and to your interests as a lawyer. But the thing is that they kind of like keep you siloed into the legal mindset. And the wonderful thing that happens when you come to these type of events is that you just open yourself up and start seeing an even bigger picture, a picture of bigger enterprises, a picture of bigger industries, a picture of bigger brands, and learn from them how they do it. And it's wonderful, Grace, because it's a really, really amazing experience where you just have a bunch of aha moments and you all from the sudden start rethinking why are you doing things in such a way and is there a better way that you could be doing those things. So all in, Grace, I just find this super, super enriching as an experience. And, you know, for us as a marketing agency, it just makes a lot of sense to be here. Now, I will tell you a little bit, Grace, about some of the things that I've heard already today this morning. And so also for those who've never attended or never even heard about the event, um, can get kind of like an idea as to what to expect. So I was able to attend a conference in the morning by a gentleman called Jonathan Brill. And so he's a business futurist, just like 
digest that title for one second, business futurist and author. And as uh, his title suggests, he's all about predicting the future of business, of um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay in the realm of business, although he did talk about uh, climate change and other things. He was applying it all to business. And so one of the things that he was saying, well, the, 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 his conversation was future-proof your growth strategy. And so obviously he started off by talking about COVID and how COVID became a major opportunity for many brands that knew or were ready to leverage the opportunity that COVID brought to them. And one example he, he, he made, Grace, and I think everybody's going to be able to understand this very easily, is Zoom, right? Like, if you think about it, if you think about it, Microsoft or who knows, maybe even Apple, but I think Microsoft more for being kind of like a business suite sort of uh, software solution, was super well prepared, geared, has the technology, had the even the software already installed on the devices. And so it all pointed out that they could have very easily captured that opportunity of becoming the remote slash conference slash meeting solution during the pandemic and it, it it didn't happen for them right if you think about it like for how many years i don't know maybe longer than a decade skype's been around before zoom ever showed up and so why did zoom ended up winning this battle well because they were more agile and they were ready to make it theirs which was something where microsoft failed i would say though even though he did not mention this uh I also think that it was a neutral territory, right? Because Zoom was Microsoft-friendly and Apple-friendly. And so I think that's a big component. I do think that there is a big market share of Apple users that are not necessarily avid users of Microsoft uh, software. So that there is that component. But the bottom line is that it's a matter of being ready and being agile. And so here's a few things, Grace, that it was shared. So first, first and foremost, what are the components of our resilient growth strategy? Awareness, behavior, and culture, right? And of course, he went very much in depth in explaining those ones. And so the way that he sees about, you know, because he's calling business futurists, right? What does that mean? So he says that now we're in a in a place in time that we can actually predict the future, not because, you know, we are, how do you call those Psy, psy uh, psychs that see the, the future in the crystal sphere? Not that. Oh, you mean like uh, um, the Yeah, something Origin like that. N yeah, not, not in that sense. But what he's saying is right now we have a lot of data. We have a lot of technology, we have the sensors, we have the experience that we can actually start seeing and predicting what's going to be happening in the future. And so here is another thing, Grace, and I'm going to stop there because I want to hear your thoughts. And I mean, I'm still trying to digest that one, right? A, because it was super early in the morning and I and I hadn't had coffee yet. And it was, it was such a big idea, like it was a big concept. I mean, simple concept, but... But it has a lot of depth if you really stop and think about it. And so he said something like that, like this. He said, stop asking the things that you don't know. Ask the things that you know and focus on that. 
and and I know it sounds obvious, but it goes way beyond that, right? Because that re- reassurance of building and working and expanding into what you know is what's going to get you to the next level. And so that for me was kind of like a, a, a good moment of reflection of just, as I was saying, simple things that we don't just stop and think about. We're always kind of like think about, okay, you know, what what are the things I don't know? But he's saying the difference, right? Stop and think about the things that you do know. Focus on those ones. I also, you know, loved also how simplistically he explained, like, so what are the tools to building the future or to see the future? And so he broke those down into four skills. And so he said, you need to have the mind of an economist. You need to have a mind of an artist. You need to have the mind of an, a scientist. And you want to guess what was the fourth profession? Because these are all really professions that I've been saying. Are are you ready? A lawyer. You have to have Uh, the mind of a lawyer. Really? Yeah. 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 Of course. And what he was saying is you need to combine all of those, right? You need to put yourself in those different hats in order to see them, the things from different perspectives. But Mm -hmm. I mean... You know, it just comes to it just comes to show how important the analysis, the point of view that you develop as a lawyer, right? Whether you are a lawyer or not, is for actually building strategy. You know, it's it's an interesting concept, honestly, on all of the points you just said. But I'm I'm going to stick with the one that really resonated with me in particular, and that was when you were mentioning about, um, you know, focus on the things you do know, not the things you don't. And growing up, my dad always told me, um, learn a little bit about everything and everything about something. So, you know, for me, when you said that, it just, it really clicked that, that, that button, I guess, you know, inside of my head where it's like, oh, my dad has always told me that, you know, you should be an expert or learn and continuously learn as much as you can about one subject that you're passionate about, but that doesn't preclude you from learning as much as you can about other things, but just a little bit, right? And then focus on the things that you are an expert in to make yourself even more of an expert and just the continual improvement process that goes along with constant learning for me has always been a thing, you know? So it's, yeah. I love how that was put and to me it makes sense, you know? Yeah. Here's another thing, and this kind of feels more like a trivia fact, but it, it's really mind-blowing. I didn't know this, great. So did you know Did you know that ha, an octopus has nine brains? Nine brains. So one is kind of like at the center, and then each tentacle has its own brain. And so what he, uh, the reason why he brought it up is because you need to have an octopus organization, right? When each team, it's its own tentacle and its own brain, and so they are all talking to each other, and that gives them a 360-degree view of everything that's happening. Um, you know, that just just amazing analogies, really, really innovative uh, way of thinking. And so here's how it explained what, it's, what does it mean to have octopus thinking. You need to understand context, understand team goals, motiva- motivated to achieve team goals, uh, necessary skills and resources, fast feedback loops, right? And again, it's all about having that well-developed sense of awareness, Grace. You know, a few other takeaways from this conversation or presentation where see the big pictures, of of course, the, the whole entire conversation is about 
trying to see the future, you need to have a clear view and understanding of uh, the bigger picture. Increase lateral communications and devolve authority. What do you think about that one, Grace? Authority and 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 that type of stuff to me has always been well for me. It's, it makes sense, but I can understand how a lot of people it it just can be something that seems like a pie in the sky concept. Right. Because concepts can be difficult for people, I think. And especially when we're talking about marketing concepts or just something outside of what they're used to seeing. Right. The vein of legal is what we usually talk about. And that's what where our brains pretty much automatically go. So what you're talking about is just shifting and thinking, but shifting your thinking. Right. Is that essentially what you're saying? Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, it's a lot about empower, empowering, right? And, you know, right. letting others be in charge and be the authority. So I think it, 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 it's a very inspirational way of thinking. Yeah, and a helpful just, concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so just to wrap up, up there, so, I mean, who is, who is this Jonathan Brill? Well, Deloitte says that he's America's foremost disrupt strategist, and Inc. says that he's a Silicon Valley legend. I mean, he had a bunch of examples from big tech all the way down to farmers, great farmers, who actually doubled up their business size during uh, 2020, the main, the first year of COVID. So, Grace, moving out of that first session and into the second one, which was fantastic, right? I'm just, and I'm just that was the last one I, I've been in. It was a uh, provocative predictions by Scott Galloway. Now. I'm not sure, Grace, if you know who Scott Galloway is, but he he's fantastic. He's an NYU uh, business school teacher, a professor, sorry, professor. Um, and so, I mean, he has he has two podcasts that are great. I, one one of them is called Pivot. The other one is the Prof G. And he has also a very good newsletter. He's published several bestsellers. Um, and so he has a very, very strong background in building businesses and such. Um, and so for a few years now, he's been doing predictions as to what does he think is going to be happening in the space of business entrepreneurship, big tech, politics as well and such. And so he shared his presentation of predictions for this current year and uh, a few years to come. And it went all, yeah, it, it really covered a lot of different things from Tesla to crypto. And so, you know, when you look at crypto, that was super interesting because we're all still kind of um, thinking about crypto as a way of decentralizing, right? Uh, power and money and such. But the way that he's putting it up is that he's saying, you know, Crypto is not as decentralizing as we are inclined to believe. It's actually a recentralization of one entity of power to another entity of power that it's doing the same. So he's not necessarily, what he's saying is that we're not necessarily empowering new uh, wealth, but instead just keeping wealthy people wealthy, but now through other currencies and um, systems. So uh, that was certainly enlightening. You know, he's, he talked about this dream that exists around new tech and uh, startups, right? He mentioned things like uh, Lucid and Rivian, how their market cap is right now being valued to uh, not so far away from where uh, Toyota, for instance, would be. And uh, these, these are brands that have not yet shipped one car, one car, right? They, they're just still in these pre-ordering phases and still uh, in producing and such. And so, like, he's questioning, I mean, how real 
is the value of these companies, how much inflated it is. Other things that he says that are getting overly inflated is the whole streaming wars, all of these companies, Netflix and such, the amount of money they're spending right now in producing content and such. It's obviously not sustainable. And he says that this is going to break in the next three, uh, in the next two to three years. There's going to be massive amounts of layoffs and such from that. And so as you can see, Grace, from what I'm saying, all of this talk is all about the big picture. It's all about seeing what's coming next. And so, you know, you attend these conferences and you and, and you just completely change your mindset. You completely start thinking and seeing a perspective that you may not necessarily be thinking about on your daily basis. And most importantly, then you start thinking, well, what can I do with this? How can I apply this into my organization, into my business? And of course, many of these things, they feel way too big and overwhelming for you to be able to see them influence your own organization. But there are certainly a lot of other things uh, that you can definitely take in from and take lessons from. And here's the other thing, Grace. The networking is fantastic, right? Of course, it's always fun to meet uh, other lawyers and other marketing experts in the legal space. But trust me, it's also very fun to meet the marketing team from Haas. You know, Haas, the motorsports, I just met with them at that one conference. They were sitting there. Some of them, of course, they must have a big team. Which, speaking about Haas, Grace, you did hear that Nikita Marsafin's out, right? They yes, I out. did. Yeah. Buttons back in. I know. Yeah. I'm like, this is kind of so, crazy what's happening. <laughs> it is. It is great. So just quick uh, F1 fandom there, uh, parentheses. But uh, that's the point, right? You get to talk and meet and network with uh, other people. And particularly if you're in the marketing space, are, that could be very relevant to... Yeah, you can learn from them. That's, that's where I'm coming from, Grace. So, Grace, this is going to be a short conversation. But I think, you know, we've shared some interesting ideas, some interesting concepts. I mean, I, the other things, I, I, I know I, I'm wrapping up here and I still want to plug in some other things. But um, here's one thing. Prediction of Scott Galloway. He thinks the metaverse is going to tank in its belly. He doesn't see it happening. But here's what he says, Grace. He says that the metaverse is going to be more a sonic thing and not so much as an immersive reality sort of thing that you wear these Oculus things and stuff. He thinks that um, devices like the AirPods, for instance, are going to be kind of like that wearable that's going to keep us connected between a virtual and a real world. And so you're going to get insights of things through your AirPods, which we already are, right? I mean, like podcasts and such, right? You're listening, you're hearing ideas and having virtual conversations, you may or may not be participating, right? But it's all happening in a sonic way. And so he feels that that's probably more kind of like where it's going. He doesn't see that these wearable devices, these Oculus devices are going to take off. And so, I mean, very, very interesting uh, thinking about it. And I, I'll say, I'll tell this, Grace, as well. One of his predictions is, you know, Constantly, because here in the United States, we really like talking about, you know, where's going to be the next big tech hub, right? Where is it going to happen next? And a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, the next Silicon Valley is going to be Miami or the next Silicon Valley is going to be Austin, right? And so what he's saying is the next Miami and the next Austin is going to be Mexico City. Woohoo! That's it, Grace. That's I'm it. about it. Let's and go to I Mexico think, City. And I, and I think he's right. And I really think he's right. And so, you know, obviously not, not just because I'm a, a big advocate about Latinidad 
and uh, U.S. Hispanics and Cultura Latina. But it's really kind of like we need to start thinking more globally and not and not limit ourselves to just think here in the United States. And the same could be said about, about Canada, right? It's not just about what's happening in U.S. territory, but the potential and the opportunity that exists outside, uh, but still within this side of the uh, world. So, Grace, are you ready for some takeaways? I sure am. I really like this conference that you were at. It's very different. Grace, you have to come. You have to come. And that's, and that's, that's going to be my first takeaway, right? In your organization... You may not have the time to come and spend three or four days at South by Southwest, and that's fine, right? You have responsibilities, you have other things to take care of. But depending on your size, and if you can, maybe you should consider sending your marketing team to South by Southwest or a marketing representative to South by Southwest, because the amount of knowledge, exposure, and ideas they're going to get, it's going to pay off big time. So... Let's open up our minds and, yes, continue going to the legal conferences. They're wonderful. But also, let's take the raw material. The legal conferences are already giving us ideas that have been uh, digested for them to be applicable to the legal space. But how amazing is to get the raw content, right? And I'm not saying just South by Southwest. Go to an SMX conference about digital marketing, SEO, pay-per-click, whatever that is. There's so many opportunities out there, Grace. Uh, the same could be said about sales and many more things. But that's is going to be my first takeaway. Yeah. Open your horizons to other industries and conferences, 100%. Yeah. I'd say... Um, my second takeaway um, is taking away from the things that I really, I loved personally, and that is, you know, learn a little bit about everything and everything about something and to tack on to your, you know, what, what the gentleman was saying and the professor. Um, yeah, I think that you should focus on the things you do know. I mean, if you have the bandwidth to handle, like looking at other things, of course, by all means, but if you want expertise and you want to continue improvement process that we always talk about. You need to continue to develop yourself, including in the things that you are an expert quote unquote on or know really well, you can always improve. So keep learning. Grace, totally. And let me, let me just kind of blow your mind a little bit more. So here's what he says, right? Ask what you can. So of course, Ask what you know versus what you don't know. We've established that one. Now listen this one. Ask what you can't know versus can't be known. See the difference there? Yes. Yes, I very much do. And it's really amazing, right? When you stop and think about things that way. Grace, I'll tell you one thing, right? Challenge the way that you're doing things. Challenge your marketing strategy. Challenge the approach that you've been taking to implementing new things. Great. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. My next conference here, which starts in about half an hour, is going to be about music and how brands are, make, are embracing music to create more powerful messaging in their advertising. And right now in the space that we are as an agency, we are big, big proponents of this. We are um, starting to get for our clients custom branded music created for their radio and TV and social advertising and tagline jingles. And it's just having a sonic branding is such a massive, massive, massive way 
of really standing out and being top of mind, right? And so um, obviously I'm super excited about it because this is something that we believe in and such, but it's about seeing things that you probably wouldn't have thought of because they're not considered the norm. And so that's what you are opening yourself to when you are deciding on participating on events like this. And I would say, though, that South by Southwest, even though I think, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an event that it's about experiencing in person. I mean, can you imagine, like, think about, you know, a big legal conference like AAJ that takes over a, a whole hotel and the whole banqueting space and whatnot. Grace, this conference takes the entire downtown area in Austin. Like right now I'm sitting at the Hilton lobby because I crossed the bridge from the convention center and now I need to walk like three blocks to get to another hotel, the JW Marriott, to attend the other conferences. And you know what's in between like all of these venues? Food, music, parties, people having fun, people networking. And so especially coming out of a pandemic or transitioning out of it, it actually, it's a great experience. So that's going to be my number three. That's so great. I'm so glad that you're able to go out in the world again <laughs> and experience well, people and stuff, you know, the whole downtown. In, in a different Austin way, because it is, it is it's so much fun. And so, you know, and, and as I've said, we have these other conferences that are, that are great. This is a good opportunity just to kind of, again, just get out of the usual, get out of the norm and also see things from a different perspective and, and see and pick and choose what you can what you can get from it and and contribute it and, and at the same time you know open up your yourself to new ideas to new to new ways of thinking new trends right this is a great place if you don't if you have no idea what crypto and nfts are there's a whole track on it that here and you can pretty much leave knowing pretty well your way around uh, these topics so great opportunities to learn and improve Grace, we're going to have to stop it here. But as always, it's been great talking with you. And we'll be back next week with another private legal marketing conversation or something around those lines. That's right. Next week's another week. Enjoy the rest of your conference, Leo. All right. Thank you, Grace. Bye. If you like our show, make sure you subscribe. Tell your co-workers, leave us a review, and send us your questions at ask at intamerapodcast.com. We'll see you next week. Bye.